Thank you guys for choosing Weekly Politics as your podcast today. And you've all seen the news. I've talked about this last time. The new COVID variant and COVID itself is being obviously overdone, completely overdone. So uh, let's take a look at the exact policies that are ruining America, but yet our people in charge, like Biden, say is actually fixing America. So let's take a look at the first policy here. Uh, Vaccine mandates. You guys have definitely seen the news about this. Vaccine mandates are these um, mandates going around where they actually force you to get vaccinated depending on your, um, what's it called, your occupation, your age, things like that. And the states that have the most vaccine mandate, or the strictest vaccine mandates, obviously have the highest vaccination rates. And that's obvious they're going to have the highest vaccination rates because they're forcing everyone to get vaccinated. But they do not actually seem to have the uh, lowest death rates, which is quite interesting, don't you think? So, the left is making vaccines into this seemingly magical thing where apparently if you get vaccinated, you actually will never get COVID. But that's obviously not true because there's people who are vaccinated who are getting the coronavirus. The states that have the highest vaccine rates in the nation, for example, let's take a look at, um, what's it, Puerto Rico. They're not a state, but they have almost a 75% vaccination rate. That's extremely good. And just just to um, set this in context, uh, Florida has a 64% vaccination rate. So... If we take a look at their death rates, we actually find that they're not, uh, they're not as different as, sorry, yeah, they're not as different as you would expect. For example, Florida has the lowest COVID death rate and yet does not have the highest vaccine or vaccination rate. Why is this? Well, this is because everyone in Florida despite not all being vaccinated, they all have antibodies. And they have the antibodies because they all have had the virus before. They're also living in a warm state, so that does help a little bit, so please keep that in mind. But even still, they all, they don't have the vaccine nearly as widespread as Puerto Rico or New York or California. But yet, despite all of this, they are beating every other state in the nation in terms of Uh, COVID death rates. Their death rates are just incredible. And I'm not saying that as in they're high, but they're low. Very few people compared to other states are dying in Florida because of COVID. That's because they have the antibodies naturally. When you're given antibodies through a vaccine, they're not nearly as effective at stopping the virus than the actual natural antibodies that you get from already have having the virus. So this just goes to prove that um, mass immunity is actually a very effective Uh, way of doing things Now I'm not trying to diss the vaccine here. I am perfectly fine with the vaccine if you want to get vaccinated That's your decision. Go ahead and get vaccinated if you want to get the full three-shot vaccination Go ahead and do that and if you want to go get the I don't know how many boosters they have out now 
what, however many boosters they have, fine, go ahead and get the booster shots. I don't care. What I have an issue with is you mandating, forcing us to get vaccinated, forcing us to get this shot. That's my issue. Again, it's nothing about the vaccine. I'm not vaccinated because I'm still young. I'm practically immune to the virus, whether I've had it before or not. So my issue is not, obviously not with the vaccine, it's with the government and how they're using this. They're using the vaccine that was made under Trump, by the way, in record amount of time, which is very interesting. They're using it and they're trying to force it upon us, which is just wrong. That is not what America is built upon. America is built upon the foundation that you can personally decide whether or not you want to be vaccinated. That is the foundation that America is built upon, not, not vaccinated specifically, but whether or not you want to do something or not. That's a better way of putting it. And that includes being vaccinated. That includes, I don't know, moving to a different state. That includes things like working at a certain job, becoming a super rich lawyer, or staying at a McDonald's your entire life. That basically includes almost every single decision that does not harm somebody else. And now, I said that, and now liberals are going to be like, well, yeah, you're right, so any decision that does not harm anyone else, which is why you have to, why, why you should be forced to get vaccinated, because if you're not vaccinated, you're going to harm everyone else. Well, no, as we've seen before, that's not true. People who, ha who wear masks all the time and people who get vaccinated all of the time, uh, they, as we can see in New York and California, they still get COVID. So... They can also still spread the coronavirus, even if they don't feel sick. So it's clearly not anything to do. Or being vaccinated or not vaccinated has very little, there's very little difference other than the fact that you pumped a vaccine into your veins. So that's why, yeah, that's basically why I don't believe that the government should mandate vaccines. It's just not worth it. There's no clear evidence saying that mandating vaccines helps the uh, COVID death rates go down because what's most important is not the amount of people infected with COVID, but actually the amount of people dying from this infection. That is what we need to look at because the amount of people infected with COVID is always going to go up and down all the time. Whether you're vaccinated or not, you might get it, you might not get it. Um, the COVID death rate is what's super important though, because that actually causes issues. It causes obviously death. That's why we need to actually look at that and not necessarily the um, COVID rate or the COVID amount of people with COVID. For example, if you look at Florida, I'm pretty sure there's quite a few people in Florida right now with COVID. I can look this up for you real quick, but uh, let me just keep talking. This, let's say there's 10 million people right now in Florida who have had COVID. That's quite a lot, but their death rate is extremely low. And then there's what, California with a super low COVID rate, but higher death rate. That's why death rate is more important to look at than the actual COVID infection rate. Because it helps you get a better understanding of the percent. So let's move on to the next policy. We just talked about vaccination. The next policy is actually something called <clears throat> military policy. And I love the military, so you will hear me talk about military-related things quite often in episodes. If you don't like that, and you instead want to hear pure cultural talk, then you can go look at Stephen Crowder and listen to his podcast, because his podcast is incredible for people who love the culture and not necessarily military-related subjects. 
Anyways, military-related subjects, we now have 200,000 Russian troops on the border of Ukraine. Well, how does this rate relate to the United States? The United States is the leader of NATO, the North American Trader Organization, obviously. Um, NATO is no longer just in North America. We also have a massive presence in Europe with multiple European nations now being a part of NATO. NATO is um, not just trade either. It's also military related, like I said. <laughs> kind of like, it's like the United Nations, but for just America and her allies instead of the entire world, which is very nice. Um, the reason why we should care about Russia amassing troops on Ukraine is because Ukraine is a national interest. We actually have a uh, major interest in Ukraine. Ukraine is a fairly democratic nation. I say fairly because, uh, I mean, <laughs> some of their elections were not honest elections. Some of them were influenced by American CIA agents and things like that. So, but Ukraine, on the bright side, Ukraine is mostly democratic, which is why we like them and uh, probably the reason why Russia wants to invade Ukraine. I don't know the exact reason why they want to invade Ukraine, but I do know that they do. I'll let you guys know the exact reason once I have that, but I don't know right now. Um, another invasion we should worry about is, I say worry, I don't mean worry, I don't mean um, be afraid, I mean something you should keep in mind, something you should think about if you're religious, pray, uh, ugh. if you're religious, pray about it. I do not mean sit in your bed and cower in fear, because fear does nothing as we've seen before, fear does nothing to help or uh, to dissipate. Uh, problems actually doing something about it does so you can pray uh, think about what you personally can do to stop these issues which is honestly these are military issues so there really isn't anything you can do but it's always nice to think about it anyways Taiwan and China the United Nations does not recognize Taiwan as a nation they recognize Taiwan as a state owned by China so like a province on the other hand the United States of America does recognize Taiwan as a nation. In fact, when China revolted and became communist, all of the um, democratic Chinese people, who are the good guys, moved to the small island of Taiwan. And we recognized Taiwan as a nation, but we did not recognize China as a nation. And this all changed when... China started going against Russia, and we thought that that would be a good idea to recognize China, which it really, it, I mean, at that time it seemed like a good idea, but looking back, it probably wasn't anymore, because now China has a massive presence all over the world with industry and communist agenda and all that nonsense. So, putting that in mind, what is Biden doing about all of this? Well, he's basically doing nothing. He's warning Russia, and Based, um, placing basic sanctions on Russia, economic san sanctions on Russia, in order to slow them. But this is the exact same thing that we did to stop Russia from invading Crimea. But yet Crimea was still invaded and successfully taken over by Russia. So we're basically doing the same thing that we already know does not work. What is uh, Biden doing about Taiwan? Oh, he's talking to China. He's in deep talks with China. No, no massive military uh, presence increase in Taiwan, no nothing, just talking to China. Yes, he did send some F-22s to Taiwan. He is um, in talks with 
helping train Taiwan military members and things like that, and that's all cool. But we're not increasing our military in uh, military presence in Taiwan as fast as China is uh, increasing their military presence in the South China Sea. So basically, what Biden's doing is slacking. Would be a good word for it. Biden is slacking, and uh, you can see this uh, by simply going to one of his press conferences and asking his what's they what do they call him Jen Psaki. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget their titles because there's so many titles I have to remember, and every once in a while I forget one. But Jen Psaki, you can ask her what Biden's doing, and she'll just be like, well, he's doing the same thing that he did with Crimea. And then you can just be like, well, didn't Crimea fail? Yes, but Ukraine hasn't failed yet. No, it hasn't failed yet. Russia has yet to invade Ukraine. But he's going to fail because Russia will invade Ukraine since you're doing the exact same stuff that you did with Crimea, and that failed. So no, Ukraine is not taken over yet, but it will be. <laughs> if you do the same thing, I guarantee it will be. And that, that could start a war between us and Russia, not a Cold War, a real war. Something you should keep in mind as well. Alright, let's move on to perhaps my um, final policy of the day. I will talk about some other stuff, but the final basic policy that I'm mad about are the government lockdowns. And we all know, government lockdowns are basically a time of the past now, right? It's been... how long has it been? I live in a very conservative state, so it's been since the... Oh, actually, no. Beginning of summer, if not before that, even before that, that lockdowns ended. In fact, be end of last year's summer, that lockdown ended for me, which is good. Blue states ended a whole lot later than that, and I feel bad for people who live there. <laughs> Anyways, um, I hate these lockdowns because the government is trying to make them look like they're good. The government is trying to make them look like they expand the economy. It's, they're trying to make it look like they help the people when in reality they don't. We were supposed to stay in under lockdown for what was it? Three weeks, five weeks to stop the spread and it turned into 15 weeks and it just kept going for blue states. So that they clearly are ineffective in stopping the spread. And we kind of uh, have to look at the Republican states, for an example of this, they stayed in lockdown for 15 weeks, which was the federal lockdown. We can look at Florida. They now have the lowest death rates. Once again, I'm saying this again. They have the lowest death rates. Yes, quite a few people have COVID, but they're not hospitalized, and it's not dangerous to them because they've probably already had it in the past, so they have, at the very least, some antibodies, naturally. So... It's clear that the lockdowns do not work, so when the government... It might actually impose another lockdown because of the Omicron virus. It's just remember to yourself that it's not going to work. No matter how often the government locks us down, it's not going to decrease the amount of COVID infections. It might temporarily, but then they're going to go back up despite us still being under lockdown. And there's just going to be more COVID variants. Speaking of COVID variants, let's talk about the Omicron variant very briefly here. The government is saying that it's going to be this dangerous thing. It could possibly kill all of these people and all of this nonsense. 
But yet, you, the South African doctor who discovered it said that all of her patients and whatnot who have had the Omicron had very mild symptoms and they just had like a cough or whatever and they were back on their feet very quickly. It was nothing serious whatsoever. In fact, I can't think of a single Omicron case where it became even somewhat deadly where they had to be hospitalized. Um, there's obviously cases where they went to the, or not went to the ER, where they were taken to the emergency room by the doctors because they have Omicron and they were just taken there so that they can study the virus a little bit. And they find out, oh no, it's just mild symptoms. So for some reason, the Omicron virus, which the government is being extremely afraid of, is extremely mild. Yes, it is more infectious than Delta, but it has a less chance of killing you than Delta. So I would rather have Omicron than I would Delta. Um, let's move on to the next basic topic. I guarantee you, if I was giving a speech right now, and I asked you all to raise your hands if you've heard of libertarianism, I guarantee most of you would raise your hands and you'd say you've heard of it. Now, if I would ask you to raise your hand if you knew what libertarianism was, there'd be quite a few less people who would raise their hands. So let me give a basic explanation of libertarianism. I'm not a libertarianist, but I do know their basic agenda. And it's not a bad agenda, but let me just explain it to you. Their basic agenda is that less government control, more power to the people. Yes, that is the Republican agenda, but the libertarian agenda brings it even further. So they'd be for something like, ooh, having private companies build roads instead of the government ordering a private company to build a road. So taking out the government ordering them to do it part. That would be a libertarianist belief, not something I agree with, but something a, liber a common libertarian would most likely agree with. And these libertarians, they're, they're fairly decent people. I mean, Ben Shapiro, I'm sure almost all of you have heard of him. He's a libertarian. He's also a Jew, which would explain a lot. That was a joke. Um, but anyways, these libertarians, I've been thinking about it. And if our entire nation were libertarian and we adopted every single libertarian belief I can think of, we'd be in a better spot than, than we are right now today. That is not saying that libertarianism is better than being a Republican. That is just saying that it is better than being a full-on socialist. I would rather be libertarian under libertarian government than I would under this stupid government I'm under right now. Let's look at the reasoning for this. Okay, so libertarians do not agree with the vaccine mandate. They do think that getting the vaccine, if it is your personal choice, is just fine. They don't care about that. The only thing they're against is the government forcing you to get it. They're against the government basically forcing you to do anything unless it is for public safety. And by public safety, I mean like a speed limit. Things like that. Basic law. That you have to learn when you're 16, 14, depending on the state. That's basically the only laws and mandates they're actually for. Anything else is all up to you. So it's more power to the state, less power to the federal government. And I disagree with that. Respectfully disagree with that. Um, 
Reason being, because if we were to give more power to the state than the government, that would mean that the state Supreme Court would have significantly more power than the federal Supreme Court. So what's the point of having a federal constitution? Each state would have to then have their own different constitution. That's 50 different constitutions plus multiple territories. That's like, what, 54 different constitutions? And then you have the District of Columbia, which is Washington, D.C., obviously. They might even have to have their own constitution. That's like 60 or more constitutions right there, each one completely different. So that way, if you go from one state, let's say you're in Rhode Island, and you go from Rhode Island to Vermont, you might be driving to from, or you might be driving in Rhode Island in a Nissan, but then in Vermont, Nissans are made illegal, so you can't drive in a Nissan anymore. By the way, that's never going to happen. No one's going to ban Nissan, as far as I know. So uh, that was just a prime example of what it could look like. That is why I'm against the extreme libertarian beliefs, but I'm for the basic libertarian beliefs, which is more power to the people, less to the government. So if you ever hear me talk um, in, uh, speak well of libertarian beliefs, this is why, because just this government, the socialist government that's going on right now is just <laughs> blowing my mind that I can't help but speak of libertarian beliefs. Right. So, for those of you who don't know, I should probably explain myself a little bit. I, I talk about politics all the time with my friends, my family, basically anyone I meet with who's willing to speak politics with me, I speak politics with them. I've learned a lot about the other side and I've learned a lot about, about my own side that I don't necessarily always agree with. But then I have to come upon the question which I'm asked quite often by many, many different people, not, not on the podcast, but in person. What is my political belief? I mean, I argue so passionately about all of these different things. What do I actually believe? Like, what is my political party? What is my basic belief about the world? And I would say, I'm not going to tell you what I'm registered as because, well, you don't need to know. It's not important because you look at politicians. There's politicians registered as communists. There's politicians registered as Republicans when they're really Democrats. Basically, what you're registered as means nothing. But I will tell you what I personally consider myself to be. I consider myself to be on the line of Republican and Libertarian. And don't I know I just said some bad things about Libertarians. Those bad things I said about Libertarians is where I consider myself Republican, not Libertarian. But then the things where I would disagree with Republicans on, for example, uh, Republican might actually be for the vaccine mandate. I am not. I'm more Libertarian on things like that. I'm also quite a bit more Libertarian on... Um, external policy. For example, I don't think the federal government should get involved with basically anything. If you want to do something, you should not get granted money from the government. You also should not get bailed out from the government. Something that Republicans have done multiple times. They've voted for bailing out Amazon with the excuse that it provides jobs. Yes, Amazon provides jobs, but if they made bad business decisions, they need to pay for those bad business decisions. They should not be bailed out by the government. That's just an autocracy right there. So that's where I agree with libertarians more. So, 
how would you call it? Libertarian, Republican? You can consider me that I'm more half libertarian, half Republican. A 50-50 on both beliefs there. Not extreme libertarian, not extreme Republican. The mid of both combined into one belief. I guess you could, <laughs> I guess you could call it. <laughs> Okay. And then the question comes up, um, another very distinct question is, who would I consider to be authoritarian? Which is a good question, by the way, because the left is calling Republicans authoritarians, even though the left is continually saying that we need to allow uh, women to kill their children and we need to allow, or not allow, we need to force people to get vaccinated. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not the authoritarians here. A true authoritarian, um, by definition, an authoritarian is someone who likes control. Someone who likes control to the amount where they like to force their people to do quite a few different things. And that is not something that Republicans or um, Libertarians actually believe in. That is something that purely liberals believe in. Leftists, I should say, not liberals. So, forcing you to do something, that's an authoritarian. If you are watching a political debate, which is coming up, by the way, 2024, that's when the election is. I believe the year before the election is when the major debates are. So, 2023, be prepared for quite a few different debates. It's going to be extremely interesting. You might actually see some debates within the own party by 2022, late 2022, possibly, but I don't know for certain. So when you're watching any of those debates, just ask yourself, are they trying to get me or trying to convince me that forcing me to do something is good? Because if they're doing that, then I guarantee you they are not doing it within your best interest. So putting this, putting that uh, in mind, ask yourself right now, what is Biden doing? Is he forcing in us to do anything? Because it sure sounds like he's for a vaccine mandate, which is forcing us to get vaccinated. Authoritarian. It sure sounds like he's forcing the courts to allow, supposedly allow, you to abort your child, aka forcing your child not to have a life. Murder. Sounds authoritarian. Those are the true authoritarians right now. There has been a time when Republicans were authoritarian. There's been quite a few more times where Democrats have been authoritarian. So right now the true authoritarians are the liberals, the leftists, as I would call them. And um, since I just talked a whole bunch about mandates, is mandating anything actually good? And I know I just called myself half libertarian where I said that mandating is not good, except basic law. So if, like I said, speed limit, for example, mandating a speed limit, that's obviously a good thing. You should mandate that speed limit. I agree with that. I do not agree with the extreme libertarian beliefs where states have more power than the federal government. I think the people should have more power than the federal government, and that's why I'm Republican, not Libertarian. This is basically all I've had planned for today. 30 minute episode, I know. 
I need to get extremely better at my um editing by the way so I'm I'm literally just downloading random audio software recording myself on them and editing it the best of my to the best of my ability just to see how well it works and so far it's been fairly decent I guess I mean yeah I like it uh, I'm using one that I used a long time ago today so let me know what you guys think uh, anyways that's the end for the today's episode um, catch you all next time hopefully next week and if you think that you should share this podcast with a friend or a liberal who you know then please do so I my goal is to educate every single person I can so it would help them greatly and catch y'all later God bless you